0: You're listening to Faith by Hearing with Dave Delaney. Christian conversations about faith, family, and friends. We did the same thing. It was just uh, me and Allison. Our, her parents were two hours south. My parents were all the way in Missouri, and it was in Michigan. So it was it was fun because it was just the two of us, but it was a little weird because like, we get done, and you turn around to celebrate, and it's just you two and a bunch of strangers in the distance. So.
1: Yeah, so Gabe, Gabe and Trovi were engaged, my oldest son, and... Um, they he took her to the beach on the the morning that we were celebrating christmas you know nice picnic basket and blanket made her a little romantic uh, book and memories the last page read will you marry me and in good gentlemanly fashion mm. he got down on his knee as it ought to be did you get on your knee when did you
0: proposed I, to Allison i got on both Ooh. knees <laughs> i was in begging posture
1: (laughs) Derek. yeah i did yeah actually gabe got on both knees as well are there
0: people who don't
1: i i think so yeah yeah but none of the listeners on faith by hearing from now on will no don't you
2: love those engagement compilations where like the guy goes down and the girl like physically picks him up because she doesn't <laughs> want him to propose and like he's trying to go down she's like no 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 stand up
1: stand <laughs> oh up. that's tough <laughs> like engagement's going wrong or yeah. something yeah that that that's a rabbit hole that you know you probably don't want to go down those, no. those are great so if you're thinking about getting engaged we're we're drawing the line in the sand for all of our listeners right now that the proper gentlemanly thing to do is to get down on your knees.
0: I think if people aren't, I'm going to tell you right now where it comes from. The sneaker movement that our country is in. People yeah. don't want to crease the shoes.
1: Yeah, don't crease those shoes. You
0: see the same videos of the dude who will take off the back shoe. Have you seen that? <laughs> Before yes, he gets down? The dude will slide off the shoe of the back foot so that way it doesn't crease when he bends his foot. Wow. Yeah. Well, so at least do that.
1: You're wearing them Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, welcome to Faith by Hearing, an authentic conversation about faith, family, and friends. I've got, uh, of course, Derek Wilkerson in, here in studio, Evan Schofield as always, and um, we're thankful that you're tagging along. This is the week in between Christmas and the New Year's, and we got a lot of exciting things planned for 2023. We look forward to sharing that with you in a couple episodes, but uh, hopefully, this is uh, this will just be a little encouragement for you as you're traveling, perhaps seeing family. Or maybe you're headed back home. Evan, I think we have a, a new segment for you today. New segment that we've entitled Evan's Mailbox. I, Here's the mail. It never <laughs> fails. It makes me want to whack my tail.
0: Mailbox. That's right. This is Evan's Mailbox. And this isn't my segment, Pastor. This oh. is the, the people's segment. Oh, I like it. The only reason this is possible. That's you. Always
1: giving back to the people. Yeah.
0: Evan. I got to take care of my folks.
2: <laughs> people's champ.
0: These are, the only reason we can do a segment like this is because listeners started to take our advice and actually, the only reason we can do a segment like this is because listeners started to heed the call and send back some feedback. I like it. So it's time we, in the last couple episodes, we asked for Christmas traditions. We have one of those that came in. Family tradition I love is on Christmas Eve, my cousins and family all get together at my nana and papa's house. Ooh, okay. For, based on nana and papa, guess the region of the country.
1: Yeah, that's the south.
0: I think if it's papa, it's the south. Definitely. I don't know the pronunciation. It, it could be Midwest as yeah. well. Yeah. It's definitely not northeast. Uh, Anyways, all get together at Nana and Papa's house, and we eat lots of food and open gifts. The twist that their family does, though, is they all wear Christmas PJs.
1: Oh, wow. Round of applause for that tradition. Yeah, wonderful.
0: Because it is Christmas Eve, so that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, and then uh, next we had several of you send in scores. Pastor, you would like to know that oh, you were not the only two. <laughs> Thank the Lord. We got a couple people sent in who got who got two right as well.
1: Hardest trivia in the world, that was. I know oh. one
2: who got zero, oh. which I thought was kind of oh, difficult for multiple choice.
1: Well, you would think two would be difficult for multiple choice, but Jason, man, he brought the heat with those questions.
0: Wild trivia. Our best it's, score sent in by a listener.
1: Yeah, did anybody beat us? That's what I'm wondering. No
0: one beat us. I'm sure someone probably did and right now they're sitting there saying, "Yes, I did." I got all I got all 20. Well, you didn't write in and let us know. See? So we can't do anything with
1: that. You didn't make the segment Evans mailbox.
0: You did Evan's not make Evans mailbox. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the winner with an astounding 6 correct. So they would have been right in the mix with us yeah. was Destiny Gandhi. Right, uh, nice. I said it would be a shout out. So if you're sitting at home and you need new people to follow, go follow Destiny on Instagram. Wow.
1: Round of applause for Destiny. Right. Right.
0: Destiny, Dandy. Great score. Right in the mix with us. So that's Evan's mailbox. If you would like your name mentioned or something funny or witty that you say to us, Red, it's as easy as sending a DM our way.
1: So the, uh, the Christmas traditions, you know, and, and I know we talked a little bit about Christmas traditions, but do you guys have. Um like an like a, a out of the ordinary Christmas tradition, so I know we shared some of the more normal ones, but do you have like a like an out of the ordinary Christmas tradition that your family does or or maybe maybe even extended family the the pajama thing our family does that, which i don 't know why i don't i don 't know where Christmas pajamas became like a thing, but they are it used to be only the the girls in our house would do it, but now amanda 's incorporated. Mm. all of us into it so we all have to wear these matching pajamas and they're like your candy cane looking colors right. you know like, a, like they're just super Christmassy
0: my wife ran the idea by me and I firmly <laughs> Wait, shut that for, down for pajamas yeah okay, okay she mentioned getting some matching pajamas and I said no
1: yeah well it's just two of you
0: I'm your average like millennial white guy I wear basketball shorts to bed I don't even <laughs> own any pajamas <laughs> so
1: you wear your work clothes to bed <laughs> don't lie <laughs> All right. So, so obviously no, no, like out of the ordinary traditions. All right. This, so we are recording this the week, um, in a week early. So so we have not had Christmas yet. So this is what we're going to do. Christmas predictions. So what's going to happen Christmas day for you. Okay. So I need three predictions, at least three. One of them can include a gift. But three Christmas predictions. Could be the turkey, the ham, whatever, gets burnt. Could be, you know, somebody is somebody's asleep in your family before 2 o'clock. But Christmas predictions, which one do you want to go first? What do you got?
0: I'm going to go. I'm going I'm to rattle all three of mine off right now.
1: All right, go I for am it. taking
0: the uh, Dolphins over the Packers. Oh. I think Tua is going to continue to get it done. The Packers will... I know they're traditionally a good Christmas Day team, but it's not happening for Rodgers this year. Broncos and Rams is tough. They're both really bad right now. I think that Russell is too good of a player to to lose on Christmas to the Rams. Okay. Has it happened for him at all this year? No. They have more pieces there. And I know they've had those pieces all year, and they're still 4-10. But the Broncos over the Rams on Christmas. Okay. Lastly, Bucks and Cardinals... Uh, Cardinals are struggling and even if they weren't I refuse to guess against Brady on Christmas. He's going to mm. get it done. Wow.
1: Now no these are not these are not your recommended betting lines. I just want to make sure, right? Depends what state you live <laughs> in. <laughs> All right, so those are your three Christmas predictions. We'll see how you hold true. I feel like those are pretty good. Those are those are those are uh, those are safe predictions to have. Derek, what do you got? What's your uh, what's your Christmas prediction?
2: Number 1 here in Long Beach on Christmas day uh-huh the weather will be oh my gosh 60 <laughs> he's, oh, he's looking in, at his in, weather app in the sev- i you know i take that back it'll be in the high 70s
1: wait christmas day will be high 70s in, in long beach that
2: that's what i'm feeling i think just based on the okay, uh, okay. On the prediction one prediction two we celebrate christmas with my wife's family on christmas eve Okay. And I have a prediction that no one will last until midnight and that everyone will have their gifts unwrapped and be home by 10. What? Every year it gets earlier and earlier, and every (laughs) year they leave earlier and earlier.
1: Was the intention to go all to like 2 midnight? That was the intention?
2: It used to be. I think once you you go to 11.59 – What's what's eleven thirty? Yeah. What's what's eleven? Yeah, yeah. What's ten thirty?
0: I was at Derek's in-laws house for New Year's last year. And New Year's is a holiday where everyone makes it to midnight. And even then they were struggling.
1: So they they're get, OK. So your prediction is that the the party will be
2: their Christmas Eve festivities will conclude by 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, which okay.
0: means you have to you have to be the last one to leave if you're going to see the proof
2: or get a photo. OK. <laughs> prediction number three. Prediction number 3 would be my wife is going to love her gift. Oh. Uh.
0: I feel like all three of those are really safe bets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those are safe predictions. We'll see. We'll see which one uh which one comes through. Who gets 3 for 3? You got any? No, I don't have I have zero Christmas predictions. Zero. I don't even know who's playing football.
0: Here we go. I'll make one for you. Okay, what is it? And i I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'm going to give you the over under. <laughs> On Gabriel leaving your house for Trovi's house,
1: Ouch. Oh. I'm going to
0: give you noon
1: on Christmas Day.
0: On Christmas Day, over or under?
1: Ooh. Yeah, definitely. I'm taking. Well, the uh, the under would mean he leaves before, right? Yeah, he yeah. leaves yeah. Be- under <laughs> <laughs> to to Amanda's uh, frustration. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe. Sorry, Gabe. We threw you under the bus twice <laughs> to, in this show. Well, we we do have a uh, a listener-recommended conversation today. And when this conversation was uh, brought to us, I was super excited about the idea because I think it's very helpful and very beneficial. But it's the uh, a conversation about the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible, and it's found in Luke chapter number 10. And of course, we're familiar with the story, but Derek's going to summarize the story for us in just a minute. And I'll just kind of start it by saying, you know, we all have a lot of things to do, right? We have to-do list. We, we have to spend all of our time catching up from the holiday season and time off of work. And we all have a, we have a lot of things we want to get done. And, you know this is the, the time where we look to have the new year and we're planning and purposing about things we want to get accomplished in the, in the year to come. And there's nothing wrong with that. Things absolutely need to get done, and things need to get done efficiently and quickly. But in the story of Mary and Martha, we, we're we're given a, an insight to the way that the Lord views the, the work that He has given us to do. So so Derek, why don't you uh, just recap the story for us there from, from Luke chapter number 10.
2: So in Luke 10, at the end of the chapter is about four or five verses speaking about Mary and Martha, where Jesus comes to Martha's house. Obviously, we know Martha has a sister and her brother, Mary and Lazarus, and he's, he's there and he's preaching or he's teaching to his disciples and to those who are in the house. And Mary is one who is there also listening. And this is something that many people believe to be probably out of the ordinary for a, a woman to be sitting at the feet of a rabbi, which is technically and an most of the time traditionally, it was traditionally males who mm-hmm. were doing that in, in the Education in that day for females was basically what you could glean from maybe your dad or what your brother would tell you he learned in school or something like that. So for Mary to be sitting at the feet of Jesus was a very a special thing for her, and it was a you know, obviously it's Jesus, so it's very special and they were friends. And Mary's sitting there and Jesus comes and he's got his disciples with him and in Martha. Maybe she was listening at some point too, but she decides to go and begin preparing a meal or prepare for a room for for Jesus and his disciples. And in all the the busyness and what she was doing and her preparing, she ended up getting a little frustrated with Mary and calls out to Jesus and says, Jesus, can't you see I have a whole bunch of work to do? Why don't you just send Mary to help me? Why don't you tell her to help me? That's her job. That's what we're supposed to do in our culture. We're supposed to be hospitable. Yeah. And then Jesus says to her in verse, uh, let's see, verse 41, he says, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And he kind of, in a way, rebukes Martha and says, hey, no, Mary's Mary's doing what she needs to do. This is the one thing that's important.
1: So kind of a, a question to maybe get us started here and something for the, the listeners to answer, you know, wherever they might would be, but. Which which one do you identify with? Do you identify as a Mary or do you identify as as a Martha?
2: As much as Martha's kind of the anti-hero in this story, she's probably the one that I, I could see myself being many times. Just being caught up in the work, not concerned as much about the relationship.
0: I think it depends on the day for me. It's a mindset thing that really... Not to get ahead of ourselves in the discussion, but it kind of depends on my walk with God that day uh, where I find myself. Specifically, I think this situation comes out for us more often on Sundays because we're here early. It's part of our job is being at church and to helping the service to go on. So I think it's easy to adopt that as a work day, not a worship day. And I, can, I feel like I could find myself on both sides of that spectrum.
1: Yeah, so Mary finds herself in the presence of the Lord, doing the highest priority, right doing the doing the better thing. Martha finds herself in the kitchen making preparations and finds herself frustrated because the expectation that she has of someone else isn't isn't being met. And so, I think maybe a couple of things here, just with this story, that I I think will be helpful. First, when you find yourself in these situations. It's important to take your stress to the Lord. In the busyness of, of life, you've got so much we're trying to get done. And a lot of times, you know, Martha gets, you know, she takes all the heat. She takes all the flack from from sermons and from, you know, preachers and about not doing the, the most important thing. But even in her frustration, she did get that right. She doesn't spend the rest of her day pouting that, you know Mary wasn't helping her she doesn't spend the rest of her day forcing everybody around her to guess why she was in a bad mood she doesn't spend the rest of her day walking around the house you know with a temper tantrum or or any kind of an attitude she immediately went right to jesus she doesn't go the rest of her day with well nobody appreciates me nobody understands how hard i work instead she takes her frustration to jesus and she trusts that Jesus won't just dismiss her, Jesus won't embarrass her that whatever frustration and whatever sense of being overwhelmed with where she was in, in that time of her life, she had enough faith to take that to the Lord and I think that's an important point to make at the very beginning of this that wherever you find yourself here at the beginning of you know twenty twenty three and the end of twenty twenty two The best place you can take any sense of frustration or anxiety or worry or future hopes and dreams, the best place you can take that is you can take that to the Lord and you can trust that he's a sympathetic, understanding, caring God who is involved and understands. I I think the the second thing here is obviously it's a lesson about setting your priorities, right? Mm -hmm. So a lesson about where we take our frustration, but a lesson about setting our priorities. And on the surface, the lesson is there are some things that are more important than other things. And not not everything that we have to do is the level A, number one, most important thing to do. Some some things are more important than than other things. And I think the second layer of that lesson in this story is some things are more important than a prepared meal or a clean house or an organized laundry, and that would be your relationship with, with Jesus Christ. That spending time with Jesus is the higher and highest priority that we are to have. So let me ask you guys, and by way of asking you, I want our listeners to think about it too, but what are some ways that you set the right priorities for your own life? How do you Look at your to do list, however long it might be, and say, okay, here are the things we want to get done first. How do you set priorities for your own life?
0: To me, like priority management starts with time management. When I schedule my day, then my priorities are met in the right order. If you look at a big list and just take the shotgun approach and just start doing, start at the top of the list and check things off, or start with the easy things and then move to the heart. Like if I just try to move through a big list of things in a day, I feel like I get to the end of the day and I didn't accomplish what I wanted to. But if you schedule your time for each of those things and a lot a certain amount of time to these priorities and after that and look at it not as a list of things to get done but blocks of time in which to get those things done, I feel like I'm a lot more productive.
1: Yeah, it's good.
2: I think just even considering that you need to schedule and you need to prioritize is a huge first you step. That's a good point. That if, you, if I don't do that, if I don't take out a list, if I don't write things down, then it seems like my whole day is just reactionary and I'm just fixing problems as they come at me instead of actually making progress to get something accomplished. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I feel like, man, I feel like I, I haven't done much. I feel like I haven't accomplished what I needed to accomplish because I spent, I spent the whole day without that goal. Yeah. Just being extremely reactionary.
1: Yeah. I, I think a point here for, for setting priorities that I would make is this be Mary first, be Martha second, So be Mary first, be Martha second. At the early part of your day, spend your time focusing your attention on the Lord, letting your heart be drawn to Him in worship. Spend time reading the Scripture, memorizing, singing good worship music. Be a Mary first, be a Martha second, which is bring your to-do list to work, right? And get stuff done, of course, um, Jesus doesn't rebuke Martha for having stuff to do. He, he rebukes her for not having done the most important thing first. So Mary first, Martha second. That ought to be the way that we strive to set the priorities that that we have for our, for our lives. Spend time with Jesus and then get stuff done. That, you know, it, I think is a, a good way to kind of summarize what Jesus is wanting for Martha in this. And then you have to recognize, as you set priorities, some seasons are are busier than others. Some seasons are more difficult than others. And so, making sure at those different seasons or busy seasons that you're still prioritizing your relationship with Christ first, and then being a Martha second. So, Mary first, be be Martha second. A, th- a third point here that I would make is assess your attitude. Assess your attitude. So you know we we do have a way of letting our bad attitude affect everybody else in the house and that that's kind of what you see here you know it's martha's emotional temperament is bubbling over to everybody around her and i can speak for myself here but i certainly've had plenty of regretful moments where i've let my bad mood in my home, or with my wife, or even at the office, I've let it affect everybody around me.
0: Yeah, like last Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> so, Man, I the I, drywall
1: I still fi- needs to get fixed.
0: I find myself,
1: you know, because because I I haven't prioritized the right way. Then I've I let that affect everybody, and I start. Demanding this person get that or, you know, giving these orders for this and without any kind of thought of, you know, what somebody else may be trying to do. So I I believe that what Jesus is doing here with Martha is he's helping her address her attitude before he helps her address her actions. And a lot of times in my own life, that's what's needed. I have to address my attitude before I address my frustration with the actions
0: I think that you had to realize the role you play in your family too because some people are kind of side characters in the room and you'll get to your family gathering and you'll converse and you'll be a part, but you're not one who feels the need to be at the front of the room. Um, Some of you are like me and that you tend, you like to be in the middle of the action and even more so you have to realize that you have to guard your moods even more closely because you put yourself in a position to set the tone of the room and if you're angry and you're upset, mm-hmm. then you have a lot more power to really ruin everybody's Christmas or, or any day yeah. by the way that you project that mood a lot louder than some personality types might.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, assessing your attitude before you spring into action about whatever it may be. I, I think a, another thought here would be evaluating your expectations. So it's true. We live in a Martha world. We we value productivity. We we value efficiency. We value being productive not only in our own lives, but we also value productivity in other people's lives. We 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 want the people that you know might would work with us or for us. We want them to we want them to uh, be efficient and productive. But Jesus here is saying, you know, Martha, I don't, I don't really need all the fancy preparations. I don't. I don't need you making a fuss about the way that the house looks. Jesus didn't need Martha to make him a sandwich. Jesus didn't need Martha to show him how strong she was. Jesus wanted Martha to spend time with him. And I I think even as you think back through church history or history in general, there there are far more people who had less responsibilities than we had, and yet they were far more productive because their relationship with Jesus was real. That was that was the focus of their lives. Their their goal was to spend time with him, hear his word. That God in his word gives us the wisdom we need in order to navigate the circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in in our in our daily lives. And I I think that this is a a point oftentimes that's missed, but the the verse is found in Psalm chapter 90, verse number 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That when we spend our time focusing on the Lord, listening to His Word, allowing Him to assess our attitude, allowing Him to help set priorities for our lives, then our days get numbered, then our lists get done. So teach us to number our days. This is what we're talking about. Lord, you help me set the priorities. And then that, the end of that verse says, and then apply our hearts to wisdom. Evaluating our expectations is, is crucial in this point. And then the, the last thought I would give here is, you, you have to be your God-given self. So the, the world tells you, be who you want to be. Well, the, the Bible never tells you, be who you want to be. Be who you think you are. The Bible tells you, be who God made you to be. And Mary was wired in a particular way that Martha was not wired in. And Martha was wired a particular way that Mary wasn't wired in. And that's okay. You don't have to be someone that you aren't. And Jesus isn't telling Martha that she's wrong for not being relationally driven as Mary was. And Jesus isn't telling Mary that she's wrong for not being efficient and productivity driven like Martha was, he's helping both of them be exactly who they are. You you may never in a particular moment be as easygoing as Mary, and you may never be in a particular moment as driven or focused as a Martha, but you can be who God made you to be. You can be the person that God is calling you to be, and you can accomplish all the purposes that God has given you to accomplish when you first set your set your focus on Him. So what I would tell you is, at the start of 2023 and the end of 2022, determine to be your God-given self. Determine that you're going to live in light of who God has wired and created you to be. And you don't have to worry about being anyone other than the person that God has created and made you to be.
0: There's a fine balance to strike there because... The person that you are right now isn't everyone that God's made you to be. Absolutely. It's not permission to live in the sinful traits that we all have, which are also unique to each of us, right? But it is permission to be who God made you to be. It's exactly what he said. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We're going to give you a, a couple of uh, a closing reminders as we as we get to the end of this year and the start of the new year. And let me just say a big thank you to all those who listen, who subscribe, who like, who post. And uh, it certainly means the world to us that you would you would be with us in this journey. So, Evan, take it away.
0: Now that you've heard Evan's mailbox, go ahead and send in some feedback on the episode topics. We have not gotten a bad topic discussion yet. We haven't covered everything we've gotten, but everything has gone into the planner and it will be part of this next year. We've got some really good stuff from you guys. Uh, So continue to send those in Uh, feedback on the episode, even questions that you may have about something we covered lightly that you'd. You'd like us? You'd like clarity, or maybe for us to expound some more on it? Uh, we'd love to get back to you on that, or maybe even cover it as an intro to the next episode. Um, but yeah, get in the mailbox, Twitter, Instagram, or email at FaithByHearingPodcast at gmail and we'd love to hear from you.
2: Just want to say a quick shout out to our friends in the Czech Republic. We have a large following there. So wait, are you serious right now? Yeah, we have. Uh, this This week we had four listeners from the Czech Republic. <laughs> One from Cambodia sorry, three from Cambodia, one from Switzerland, one from Uganda. Okay, can we officially say this is
1: international?
0: That's that is the most surprising part of our analytics to me so far. How quickly other countries got in on the phone. Wow.
1: Faith by hearing
2: international. Wow. Seven from Canada. One that
0: from doesn't United count.
2: Kingdom, one from Honduras. Oh, showing up Canada. I one like one from it. Italy.
0: So wow.
2: and we did we did break two thousand downloads this week. Great.
0: Thank you so much. Yes.
2: Thank you, everyone.
0: We're going to let you go with a Christmas-themed quote this week. I frantically searched all through the annals of time on the internet.
1: I look forward to the final quote
0: every episode. We'll send you out this week with a Christmas quote. Uh, This is from Carolyn Wells. She says, I love the Christmas time, and yet I notice this each year I live. I always like the gifts I get, but how I love the gifts I have. Value the people in your life this Christmas have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you soon.